Hello, Internet. Welcome to a new project that I hope you all enjoy. This is going to be, or at least I'm going to attempt to make it a little different than things I've done in the past, in ways that I hope are new and interesting. Now let me just get my dice and my poker chips and my playing cards. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and roll for all those encounters and the warp that our ship's going through. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to roll for skedaddling. Now what skills do I need to get uh, bomb making? You have to now max the- out your quack first. Now the Damn. game! Oh god. Don't you bring up 7C1 advanced knacks. <laughs> That's too far. Too far. <laughs> it's too much. Sony, the- <laughs> Sony's knack too. Now the game we are actually playing is Leverage. What's yours is mine. Is that actually the full title? Um, no. It might, it might be the name of the show. I don't, I don't think it is. <laughs> the show's just called Leverage. Yeah. I think that's, Where's the what's yours is mine coming from? That's Leverage the tagline from Monaco. <laughs> that is from Monaco, yeah. Anyway, yes, continue. The game is Leverage. Now, the setting for this game is going to be a little bit fut- futuristic and a little bit dystopian. Not exactly social commentary, but a little warning sign of th- what things may come. This game is set in the San Francisco area in circa 2070 or so. We are not responsible for any cultural revelations or uh, changes in behavior. Essentially, things started changing at a rapid pace during the digital era, and the uh, regulations and privatization only did the bare minimum it took to cope with it. The atmosphere is at a dangerous uh, temperature at the moment, and water is encroaching, but a lot of the major cities have uh, put up special little uh, reflective clouds to sort of reduce the effect of it. And as such, a lot of the people out in the country have moved into industrial urban areas. So by that by that nature, San Francisco in the last uh, 50 years or so has doubled in both population and size. Another meaningful thing about this, uh, this new age is that just about everyone in this new society, at least especially in San Francisco where the technology was created, has an implant somewhere in their spine that effectively removes the need to sleep. This was uh, this change came about as a result of both the surprisingly low cost of the procedure, the fact that many employees employers were willing to purchase it for their employees free of charge, and general societal pressure that said that if you did, were not willing to get this relatively easy to get surgery, you were considered uh, not a go getter. Let's see. So I suppose in this new in this uh, new world, let's start with these characters. Um, Matt, tell me about your character. All right. Um, I am playing Kayla Fox. Um, a, uh, so I guess do, do all of us have these implants then? I don't think we ever discussed that. Uh, yes. One way or another, you did end up with these implants, though I'm very open on the circumstances behind it. Whether it's just because you personally wanted to have eight hours a day to yourself or something compelled you to get them. Sure. Yeah, no. Uh, so Kayla was a cellular engineer from the uh, Silicon Valley area, um, had them because, yeah, that's what you get in order to work in Silicon Valley. Um, and then quickly left afterwards because she found that even in the year 20, um, people still are not fans of women in engineering positions. And so she moved into a market, uh, into the black market where her skills were more valued and also uh benefited more uh in the black market from the whole not sleeping thing 
um, as she could work for clients all around the globe any time of the day. And uh, working for herself turned out to be a better turned out to be a better position, even if it didn't come with health care. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what else you want me to say. Uh, if you have a physical description or something like that. Uh, yeah, she's 5'2", uh, mixed descent with some uh, Hispanic Latino heritage, um, late 30s, um, short, dark hair, uh, got, yeah, usually has, uh, and dresses pretty casually, uh, and also has some sneakers for sneaking. Thanks. Let's see. Max, tell me about your character. I am playing, uh, Pepper Abe, um... She was, uh, from very early on, born to a uh, squalor and a wage slave family. Uh, and then her mother got killed in a drug-related ac- uh, incident and kind of bad situation happened with her whole family. And as soon as she was able to uh, get out of that area, she did and kind of moved out on her own as a drifter. But, you know, as a relatively young person with no marketable training and very little schooling, uh, she didn't really have many options. So she just went to stealing things to survive. Uh, and, you know, you weren't going to steal from any big corpse as an idiot kid, but, uh, you know, you can find food and clothing and occasionally get caught and get the shit kicked out of you. Um, but if you do this enough times without actually getting arrested, eventually you either have to start getting good at it or you are going to get arrested. And that's what happened. She kept at it. She kept adding scars and experience over time until, uh, eventually becoming someone actually rather formidable as she just kind of bashed her way until she figured out how to uh, be a professional thief. Um, Now, at this point, she is working on grander scales, like stealing things of actual value and doing work from places where people won't expect her coming from. Uh, Physically kind of ropey and narrow, uh, despite being a kind of short stature of 5'5". Tan Japanese skin, bleach platinum blonde hair, dark eyes... Uh, mole above her left eyebrow, her face and a lot of her body, but especially her face is notably marked with many small scars, just very slightly raised. Not many of them are huge or pronounced, Um, but she's she's not had a good time things. But uh, despite using anti-scar cream and what makeup she can, which tones it down, it's it's mixed success as well. Her left arm is a uh, like kind of from the lower wrist to the hand is a composite uh, fiberglass and ceramic prosthetic uh, hand. Kind of a bare bones casing on it, but she normally wears a glove over it. All right. Sounds cool. Let's see. And that was, I'm sorry, Pepper Abe? Yes. Abe is spelled just like Abe because it's yes. Japanese. <laughs> Let's see. All right. And Greg, tell me who you're playing. Uh, I'm playing Andrew Burke. Uh, he's an old company man who... Uh was mostly a pitch man. Uh, he sold people on bad ideas for the most part. Um, he's well into his 60s, but between plastic surgery and actual surgery and medications and such and have decent income, uh, he looks more like his early 50s. Uh, he's got a cybernetic, a very high-end cybernetic uh, forearm on one of his arms, which looks more or less identical unless he starts using apps or something like that. Um... Starting to bald, uh, got a high-end hairpiece over it, but still starting start to gray on the edges. Um, yeah, he's basically bouncing company to company here and there, just pitching and selling as he needs to, and has a lot of contacts and charisma out of it. Okay. And I'll be going for a J.K. Simmons voice. I don't know how well I'll pull it off. Fair enough. Who's Let's that see. fair to? <laughs> who's, who's a what to? I said fair, fair to. enough. He wants to know. <laughs> Not to Mr. So. Simmons. Just, just try and do a J. Jonah Jameson. Oh yeah, basically that's my normal. Pictures of Spider Man. 
You know, it's said that during labor, women experience a pain almost as high as that of a man who cannot get pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> God damn it. So anyway. That resident meme lord. So I have a question for the three of you. You're not allowed to introduce yourself yet, Kevin. You have been asked to something that the three of you would consider acceptable neutral ground. Is that difficult for any of you? Like, in what just, way? You've been, given a, uh, you've been given a request to meet at... You've basically been put in contact with each other to figure out a place to meet. Does anyone have any difficulty finding somewhere they are willing to meet new people? I don't want to be inside a corp building, and I'd rather not be outside. Other than that, I'm pretty open. Public All right, is, so not uh, inside anywhere or outside anywhere. Gotcha. Public is ideal. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's meet at Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Or, I don't know, Sonic Burger. Yeah, Sonic like, it's, it's technically corp affiliated, but it's not, like, a big scale thing. They probably... People probably don't have security guards at their right. local coffee shop. Remember, everyone, plans for thievery. Sonic has it. Others don't. <laughs> All right. So you are uh, you are offered some manner of disgusting cream slushy before. Uh, ah, yes. Delicious protein shake. I suppose you all have been uh, considering it's a drive in with no real inside of notes, to my knowledge. Uh, there's like a picnic. There's like an eating area out front <laughs> underneath this. like a. Underneath an overhang. The one that you did specify, not outside. So yeah. there is an SUV in the drive-in that you have been asked to uh, <laughs> to meet in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess we could just get in a car at like a park or something. No, it's Although Sonic. parks tend to be outside. It's a yeah, Sonic so- and it's your Sonic fault, park. Matt. <laughs> all right. Sonic is all your fault. All games start with this now. And now, time to describe the driver. Kevin. Okay. Um, playing, uh, Isaac Soclaris. He's age 30, uh, about six foot, 230 pounds. He's got, uh, pretty white salt and pepper hair and a sort of shaggy buzz cut and extremely pale skin. Um, at the moment he's dressed in a, uh, an untailored, uh, black suit. So it kind of fits like crap on him. I mean, it fits like he walked into a store and bought a suit, but didn't pay for tailoring. So it, it does the job, but it's not going to look... <laughs> good you don't look snappy you just look professional so but this isn't like a this isn't like a an, Ar- uh, an armani untailored suit where those are expected you to be tailored so they the cuffs are just loose no this, this is like this buy is... one get one free men's warehouse suits sure yeah it is, it's a prom suit <laughs> yeah i like the way you look i guarantee you all right kayla says between bites of her cricket bacon cheeseburger <laughs> so uh yeah do you Made of reconstituted crickets, obviously. Does, does Isaac, or the person uh, playing him, remember enough of my ramblings before the game started to remember what you need what you need to get across to these people? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you have been informed that uh, you are one of many informants for the corporation you work for to uh, essentially get them to try and make an impromptu meeting with the CEO. Without his uh, willingness or knowledge, okay. You, ba- you basically have to get up to the top floor and uh, and meet with the guy without raising the alarm. Uh, all right. I suppose he probably has a file that he passes out detailing that, rather than trying to explain it in his own words. Ooh, paper! Someone mashed trees to make this. Where did he find a tree? <laughs> Why did you just slide us this uh, circuitry so we can plug it into our, uh, like, hollow keyboards? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make this not 
quite cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Not like seven years short of cyberpunk. Just it's supposed to be it in my spine. <laughs> I did say it's 2070. It's supposed to be in the neighborhood of cyberpunk, but not like Fair. comfortable it would still be with more cyberpunk. Probably to hand us a USB. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've heard of Cyberpunk, and he's down the street, but I wouldn't knock on the guy's door or anything. <laughs> no, see, he's handing he's handing us paper because you can't hack that. Yeah. <laughs> he has Jeez. a point. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, yeah, you are given a sort of brief public schematic of the building itself. Just sort of the general preliminary stuff you would do, but nothing, uh, nothing inside baseball. And you are told that there is... A ten thousand dollar reward split among you for uh, split among the three of you specifically for doing this. So that's like a hundred dollars now after inflation, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's a hundred. It's like a hundred depression dollars, though. So it's it's an unfathomable fortune. A hundred dog coins. <laughs> it, it'd be a nice little bit of a uh, bit of scratch in your pocket for a job that doesn't seem all that harrowing. Um, yeah. So I guess is a thing. So we're supposed to we we understand that our goal is to convince the CEO to meet with a corporation without his knowing. I think our goal is to show up in his office. Yes. Okay. You Speak need to, to, talk to him. To the guy without having an appointment. That that doesn't seem that hard. Well, it's, I think this is a this seems like a job interview. So I assume yes. we're all adequately qualified. Do, do you only get interviewed for jobs in this way. Is that how they do it these days? Well, you're hiring. We are hiring to be security consultants. Yeah, there. This is a this is a, a penetration test. Nice to meet you all. I'm Isaac. Pleasure. Uh, she says, like trying to stifle a few giggles at penetration <laughs> test. <laughs> yeah, Andrew smirks as well at that point. It's a it's a it's a it's an it's a term. It's an industry term. I Jesus. Listen. Make it not funny. Listen. Matt, I'm, listen, I'm self-employed. I don't need to know your terms for banging in the industry. It's fine. Matt, you have no idea how hard it, how hard it is to not dab and do a Fortnite dance right now. Uh, it's pretty easy because uh, because of all the people T-posing at you menacingly. <laughs> and all the ad blockers in your spine to make you not do that these days. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to get in and, uh, I guess we're going to get in and fuck this corp. All right. Um, See, now the penetration test makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I'll just play along with this. Uh, anyway, uh, for the time being, you can call me Samsara. Oh, do we have code names? Uh, I haven't had to come up with a code name. Salt. You can use one if you like. You don't have to. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was also industry standard. There is no the industry standard just, uh... for this. So far, nothing started about it. Let's see. So the preliminary data you get on the uh, the building is it's about 30 stories tall with an unknown location for the executive floor. Yes, and in case you're wondering, I have never been to this building before. Hmm. Where'd you get the job? I received the job from my employers. I'm assured that this activity is legal, though. Well, if this other company has hired us to meet with their executive, then I suspect so. And if they're hiring us to break into their place to test how easy it is to break into their place, then this is all above board. See, now I'm being baffled, though. Why have you come to, you know, at least me? I don't know about the others here, if you're looking well, hold for... Hold on a minute. <laughs> Nothing particular, I just wanted you. Hold on a minute. Just stop insulting me. Please. Uh, I'm, very fra I'm very fragile. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, out of character, I'm not sure how we actually went about contacting them. Um... Well, it depends. It was likely through whatever uh, public means of communication you had. So, uh, Kayla was probably contacted through the internet. 
don't know. Maybe maybe Andrew's got a landline still. They sent uh, they sent a <laughs> pigeon to to Pepper. Yeah, I don't know your lives. <laughs> it was a specially trained pigeon to tell her the information and then explode. Oh hell yeah! That's how I love waking up. You get your message and you get your breakfast meat right at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. This is, for the benefit of the people assembled here and the benefit of the people listening at home, a recruitment job. The characters do not have all of their character sheets filled in at the moment. Maybe like half to a third of it filled out. The rest is going to come over the course of this uh, this job. So to that end, um, the first part of any job in Leverage is a brief little segment to prepare. Where basically all of you do your research without rolling to determine... Uh, basically get information on the setup that you're dealing with here. So any of you who want to do preliminary analysis, you say what that uh, preliminary stuff is, and I will answer to the best of my ability what you find out. Um, I think firstly, Pep would be looking into all her standard means of entry. So this is both um, what forms are uh, like what sort of maintenance workers work here. Uh, what is the vent system maintenance entries and roof entry look like? Yeah, and similarly, um, and sim- in that same vein, um, what custodial company takes care of the place? Okay, so the roof entry goes to a um, a single stair shaft that goes down most of the um, that goes down most of the building and has doors on most of the floors, although the doors are unmarked and all require key cards to get through. Yeah, there would likely be um, if they're if they're keeping up with fire code, which might have changed in the intervening fifty years. Um, they probably have two fire stairwells that are uh, that have a set of steel doors as an airlock system, right? And uh, are set to alarm if you open them the wrong way. <laughs> yes, the windows are a possibility, although the building is in a well-traveled area and. Sides of the building are basically all windows into the offices inside. This being a modern tech company, there's a lot of glass work in its architecture. Mm-hmm. What does it take to get in the front door? They check for badges. Is there a scanner of some kind? The lobby is open to the public, and in fact, some people end up going there just for a little coffee place that's uh, that's lodged in there. But uh, to get past that, you need to get through a. Um, get through a lobby a lobby with a receptionist at the front right and then again um what's the uh what's the maintenance and uh, custodial company uh what's their what's that staff like uh yes both of those are controlled by one company called pick it up custodial engineering okay and we can get uh we can get records of who's supposed to be working on a given day yeah sure um (laughs) Uh, okay i was gonna suggest that we set up that we try to uh get a hold of nearby security footage to figure out who's coming and going i figure we can just probably get i figure we can probably just get a duty roster easy enough so how do you get that information out of curiosity i'm not saying you can't get it just the duty roster it's so it's from the it's uh you said it was pick it up uh pick it up uh janitorial services or whatever um, so they probably have an online, um, if, if timesheets work the same way that I figure, they probably do scheduling and that kind of stuff through an online service. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I could just get, I can just get the information from whatever they use. They probably, odds are they probably use a third party service. Just um, hack into which, that. Yeah. And I can just, I can get that stuff, get, get employee details, um, since they contract and uh, those kinds of things, um, 
so I probably and then I can try and uh, cross reference um, these kinds of w- I can get the information on the employees because they'd send that information to the employees so I can tell whoever is supposed to be there that day that it's uh, that it would be their day off or something there's a there's a sudden shift change uh, you've been rescheduled for a later time um, so that way we can so that way uh, whoever needs to can pose as those workers okay uh, something relevant. One of the people you talk to has already been been informed that he'd have the day off, though he puts it down to a uh, he puts it down to a computer error that he was called twice for it. You can't you can't find any evidence that he was actually supposed to have the day off. Interesting. Uh, I will relay that information to Isaac. That um, somebody else has somebody else has done our has has already done our ruse or has done my particular ruse. That's quick. Uh, say Isaac has probably got a portable projector and is projecting on the wall with the equivalent of the uh, string map uh, wall uh, bulletin board. board. Yeah, sure. Microsoft Visio 2068. <laughs> Excel conspiracy board. <laughs> yeah, you are not explicitly explained this, uh, Isaac, but you have a feeling that you are not the only uh, person that was sent out to give this offer. There's a decent chance we'll be competing with another similar crew. Understood. Then time is of the essence. Um, we need to get some badges made. Um, I assume they use some kind of ARFID thing. Um, if we can get, um, we can either try and steal those or I could, I mean, I could try to find whatever signature they have and use that. Um, they have, uh, we got inf- we got intel on their ARFID scanner so I can take whatever the employee's badge ID is and recreate those that's good although we'll have to find a way to convince the scanners that the same person wasn't in the same two different places at the same time well if what i mean how many of us are going to come in that way if we're all going to come in that way there's enough maintenance crew that i can tell four people to take the day off maintenance crew would only have entry into the building though right they wouldn't have access to everywhere uh, we could get the janitorial. We could get the janitorial services that would uh, that would service the particular uh, the particular office suite. Uh, I guess how many how many floors does this does this corp have in the building? Do they have the entire building? Or is uh, yes, it, just... it is a thirty floor building, and it's uh... and all thirty floors are this one company. Yes, and also relevant to note is that um, the place has been uh, architecturally built with a sort of whimsy in mind, sort of Google like. So uh, there's billiards tables, there's beanbag rooms, meditation floors. There's <laughs> a, cu- a couple. A couple of the uh, floors even have um, firemen's poles down to other floors. Never mind. I don't want to work for this nice. company. Nice. You know, that's uh, that's a thing. I could say that we're uh, we could put us all in as the as the people that refill the vending machines <laughs> or the ball pit. Do we know? Or do I we... could have one of us. I could have one of us as a vending machine guy. One of us as a cleaning person. <laughs> um, I, I suction the bottom of the ball pit. <laughs> do we know? <laughs> do we know the name of the guy we're looking for? Um. Yes. The um. He is the rather public CEO of CEO of his corporation, Tyler Palasico. Tyler Palasico. Oh yeah, and one of us can uh, one of us can be the mail clerk. <laughs> we'll just not go on payday because nobody gives a shit any other day. Can I be the uh, floor to ceiling custom aquarium cleaner? <laughs> sure. Yeah. There's one of those in full on scuba <laughs> suit. Yeah. There's an entire room that's just aquarium. Every side, even the ceiling. 
I'm the aquariumsman. I mean, that's just a room. It's like a tunnel into the front door. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, the aquarium is the, is the rest of the tunnel. Fuck, man, I was in a restaurant like that recently. That's really, and, yeah, I like that. That That is true about the building. And by recently, <laughs> I mean 11 months ago. It's the front door is an aquarium. Is that what I'm hearing? There is a, an aquarium tunnel into the building proper. Mm-hmm. What type of fish is in it? Um, Octopi, I hope. It started off as Tetris, but but as it became more of a tortoise tourist location, they did the classic move of just getting all of the uh, the fish from Finding Nemo. <laughs> Sharks, octopi, and genetically down. engineering them to have enormous eyes. <laughs> a ton of clownfish everywhere. Clownfish. The, Where's my son? <laughs> the, the blue things. Um, Angelfish. Yeah, you know those things. Um, Three sharks. Okay, so uh, hmm. One it might rail. be a bit of a daunting task comparatively, but trying to uh, get uh, this man's schedule seems a worthwhile task to try and do before going in. Okay, so you're gonna make sure that when you get up to the to the to the room, he is in there and not at another place. That is the first thing, yes, and then hopefully it might have information about uh, if if we can access like some uh, like some sort of scheduled database as opposed to just simply his, then that uh, would also. Make it a little easier to figure out where um, he oh, is yeah, in the could, building. Yeah, I could find his assistant in uh, Hacker, I don't know, 2070 Blackberry. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, you, you find that there is a there is an update that she failed to download into her Blackberry that uh, it, it lets you put a string in as an answer to the security question that inserts some malicious code into the uh, password database. Right, yeah. Just a basic SQL injection. Got it. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that what that is? And, uh... Hmm? Yeah, you what? know, just a basic. Um... It's a yeah, it's a yeah, code injection. Although if it's a yeah, and if I'm doing that through a thing, it would be probably a SQL injection or whatever the DB du jour is in 2070. Fair enough. The old sequence agitator. SQL. Are you a Vim's or an Emacs person? Vim. Nice. I started on Vim, and now that I know Vim, Emacs feels weird. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So you get the schedule from uh, from a personal assistant, Blackberry, and you find that um, at he will be in his office at the day you choose to do this operation, um, basically resting off a heavy lunch with uh, with an old fashioned uh, potential business partner. Okay, I thought you meant like with an old fashioned, like he's Don Draper. <laughs> oh no, just like he uh, he he was at a. He was at a meeting that they insisted at having at like a three-course Italian restaurant. Nice. His lunch break break. It's a power play. I can eat more than you. <laughs> Where do they go? What do you mean you don't want your second lasagna? Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so rich I can eat it. <laughs> it's oh yeah, he got stomach implants. It's only quite a thin. <laughs> Giant pouch opens on his <laughs> stomach. On a thin. Uh, You're familiar with this Italian restaurant. It's the sort of place where they don't have prices on the menu. <laughs> oh, sorry. I bet by this point there's like... <laughs> if you have to ask how much something is, you can't afford it. Get, Get out. out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all made with edible gold for no particular reason. Gold leaf nope. that melts in your mouth. No prices. You'll scare the customers. Gold leaf that melts in your mouth and not your hands. <laughs> because it's that served <laughs> at like hundreds of degrees. They have gold mints at the reception desk. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> income equality is a bad thing in 2070. <laughs> Turns out. And so naturally, we put a tracking device into the lasagna. 
All right. Okay. Do you <laughs> do you have enough to begin the job at least to the point where you can improvise what you need? I think we've got our. I think we have our entry point in our way to go through the offices, and I feel like from I don't do we do have we figured out what floor he's on? What floor the office is on, or the CEO's office? Uh, you have not. That is not information that's easy to find. That's something that <laughs> yeah, would require. I was, I was thinking about different ways of going about it, and it doesn't seem like there's an easy way from outside, really. That's yeah. something you'll have to figure out on site. <laughs> I was gonna be like, let's let's uh, let's send I, let's send the guy some mail, and then one of us poses at the mail clerk to go. To- <laughs> <laughs> Here's your package. Um, however, I do think yeah, if you have, uh, it's worthwhile for one of us to obtain if we don't already have one. Um, I figure between me and uh, Matt, what's your character's name again? Kayla. Kayla. Cool. Or, yeah. uh, between uh, Pepper and Kayla, they should be able to, they would probably have some sort of device that would um, spoof RFID or uh, at least magnetic, possibly magnetic strips as well. Uh, off yeah, of I mean, you can, you can encode. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can encode an, an RFID easily enough and they'd probably want us to like show a badge or, you know, slide well, a badge I- along. I get that, but, like, ones that are, like, universal for hacking are a bit rough, but I feel like we could have yeah. one well, you, ready. Well, yeah, and, and that depends on, that depends on James. Like, if you want, if you need that declared as an asset, we, we need to spend a plot point for that. Um, basically, I would say that you can do that, but it would require you to either have a copy of the key card or access the RFID database. Mm-hmm. So here, so here's the the little bit of plan that I have in mind is that once we get in, once we get past the maintenance entry, when we're needing to get into more important rooms, we just find someone important, use um, some sort of machine that can basically pick up the sign if we get it close enough to someone else's RFID, uh, and just sneak up and either pickpocket them or just hold it very close to their pocket for a little bit. Yeah, you don't even need to do it for that long. You can just like bump them. Yep, fair enough. Unless okay, they, cool. unless that's, this that's company only, like, has specific... better, unless this, com- <laughs> unless this company has better security and force everybody to like, I don't know, have aluminum pockets or something. Yeah, that is that is the only specific, electromagnetically uh, shielded pockets. <laughs> that is the only like specific to right now piece of equipment. I figure we need to bring along. Yeah. Beyond you know like usual thief supplies. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I do want to try to figure out the security. Like, are they private, internal consultants? Uh, the security largely is run by consultants, but staffed by internal employees. Okay. Oh, I, I should ask: Are like the internal cameras actually like set up for um, like face recognition sort of thing going on here, or is it just they can do face recognition, cameras. but it takes an amount of processing power that means they would have to activate the face recognition. Got it. Got it. And also, we're outside contractors, so it'd be easy enough for us to. It would be difficult for them to have all of our faces in record. They they basically have to be looking. Yeah. So as long as we don't raise any alarms, they won't be looking for us. Okay. So I think we may be close enough to begin doing our spotlight scenes. Mm-hmm. So the way this is structured is there's basically going to be one spotlight, spotlight scene for each of you, and you will bring along one supporting character with it. Uh, the supporting character is important because they will use this as oppor- an opportunity to possibly establish one of their unestablished roll dice. Okay. So, And what uh, is the primary person establishing? Uh, they can establish a number of things. They can establish... Um, okay, so the mechanic here is the establishment flashback. This can be triggered one of two ways. You can either trigger it by establishing that you have a talent or specialty, 
and then you will go on a brief flashback to explain how you came about learning that talent or specialty. Or the trigger will be someone asking you something introspective about yourself, just like trying to get to know you. And that'll trigger a flashback that will end up giving you a distinction. Okay, so now here's here's a curiosity is kind of an odd one. Yeah, what's up? Uh, one of the uh, talents I had and the ones I wanted um, yeah. is something that seems really difficult to do in a scene focused on me, uh, which is Jenny on the spot, which is be somewhere where you weren't before. Okay, so interesting thing is several talents you can actually establish during other people's scenes. <laughs> so, like, masterminds tend to have talents that can affect other people that when you're not even present, and they can establish that during other people's scenes. So, yeah, okay. all cool. Just use it when you feel it's relevant. Cool, cool. Just want to make sure. And it's also not a huge problem if you end this uh, this job with having blank spots still on your character sheet. We'll figure it out during later jobs. Okay. So, who believes that they would have the chance to look cool first during this uh, this heist? Hmm. I'm going to guess Greg. Yeah, if we're we're actually bluffing our way past people first. Don't forget, you're also the party's primary hitter, so that could come up too. Yeah. So, Greg. Hopefully not immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'm equivalent. (laughs) Oh, yes. Either one of you can do hitter stuff during your spotlight scene. But yes, uh, Greg, tell me about the scene that's going to make you look competent and cool and all of that. And who do you bring along with you? Let's see. Um, what what task do you have ahead of you? Probably like some some minor like suspicion or hiccup that would make them uh, resort to looking in deeper or scanning us or something like that. And I uh, just managed to uh, raise enough of a stink of a distraction to you know, assure them that we belong here. Okay, so turn the tables on them so they look stupid. So we're emphasizing that um, here. We're emphasizing that the party is pretty competent. So how about this? They have a setup that um, that they automatically check the um, check the facial recognition on the people who come in through the lobby, and your job is to create a distraction so that they're not looking at the people sneaking through in the first place. Does that sound fair? I think so. Okay, so tell me about it. Set the scene. It's the lobby. It's got the aquarium entry. There's a little coffee shop and a number of people milling ar- about. And there is both a human receptionist and a sort of kiosk receptionist with a uh, with a just slightly better than Uncanny Valley CGI face manning it. And the idea is for all of us to get into this process, correct? Yep, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just hide in plain sight. All right. So, yeah, as they are going through, uh, everyone kind of eyes the uh, automatic scanner as it kind of piece together what's going on. Uh, I kind of, uh, a- Andrew gave them kind of a assuring gesture. And uh, yeah, when they start to put the scan through, um, his uh, arm starts to uh, spasm and uh, gives off several small sparks that are just a built-in like fake glitch he's had installed into it. Instead, he starts just blowing up at them like, "What are you doing? What's wrong with that thing? You, you, you idiots! What are you trying to do? Would you, would you say it's too high on that? What's going on?" And <laughs> he accuses them of shorting out his arm with their faulty scanner. And who is there with you as the secondary person in the scene? Let's say Isaac. All right. He's kind of the front of the line with me. Sure. Okay. So you are going to attempt to convince uh, someone that to keep their focus on you. So and- you are going to be rolling Grifter plus, say, Willpower. Because you're trying to manipulate them into uh, acting the way you want. 
Okay. Uh, I do also have That Hurt as my grifter talent that I was looking at um, for faking injuries. And uh, that lets me add a d10 to a roll, but also cost, uh, also adds a d4. Okay. So you have a talent that's uh, when you're faking an injury, you add a d10 and also a d4? Yep, when convincing that I'm sick, injured, or disabled when I'm not. Okay. So roll grifter plus willpower plus a d10 plus a d4. And tell me if you get a 1 on any of those dice. D10, d4, and a d8. And, and, and add together the two highest. By the way, everyone has one plot point at the start of the session. And I do not need a plot point for that because the d4 is the cost, I assume. Uh, I believe that is the case. I believe it would yeah. say it requires a plot point. Yeah, my other one does, so. Uh, boom. Uh, let's see. The highest totals are 14. I did get 1-1 one, one in there. Okay. So I'm going to place a d6 complication on you. You now have that guy from the lobby d6. <laughs> So anytime someone sees you that could have you know, been party to that, they will roll an extra d6 against you. Okay. And now it's time for an establishment flashback. How did you come, up- how did you come upon the unnatural ability to fake injuries? Uh, well, sorry, I, I just I narrate it or like show, explain a flashback that would do it or... So it's something that happened in your past. Could have been as mm-hmm. early as this morning when you were practicing it, or years ago when it was your sort of go-to when you were being bullied. Whatever you like, just mm-hmm. something to give support for why you can do that. Your original uh, way you made money by slipping on the ice and pretending to <laughs> suffer back yeah, injuries. Maybe you're an ex-ambulance chaser, diving in front of cars. No, um, yeah, Saints Row style, launching like a hundred feet. Uh, well, <laughs> Probably cuts back to him and all his repeated visits to the hospital, and his he's been in a car accident, he's been mugged, he's been a, he's a cancer survivor, and various plastic surgeries, medical surgeries, had a lot of pills and parts and put into him, so he just knows references and terminology at this point. Okay, so you just he's have- lived a lot of it, yeah. You have enough experience with actually being injured to be able to fake it well? Yep, injured, sick, medicated. Okay, because you establish a talent with a flashback, gain a plot point. Nice. And so I will two roll now. against you. I did not roll high enough to beat your 14, so you pass the test. And what you want happens. So tell yeah, me about get... it. How do they react? Because uh, when I try to roll against you and fail, generally speaking, you get to decide how you succeeded. Uh, basically, yeah, they seem convinced that it is faulty. Uh, the guy starts trying to prompt the robot into uh, running a diagnostic and just wait us on for now as we flash our badges okay. the old-fashioned way. Yeah, the guy runs over to uh, to the little kiosk and starts tapping away like, God damn it, every fucking month. It's all right, you're doing your job, it's fine. Thank you, thank you much. Yeah, yeah, have a, have a good day. Let's see. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> At the security camera. Okay, now, uh, Isaac, as Mastermind, is there anything you want to do in here? If you use a role that you do not have, um, that you do not have defined, then you can... Um, you can establish it here. Okay. Uh, it occurred to me I had I had picked initially my second specialty with the old party composition. Okay. I'm not sure if I should consider. I mean, technically speaking, you don't have any specialties right now. What's your secondary? Oh, I thought the I thought our secondary was your uh, oh, his secondary but, dice is sorry, what you mean. Secondary roll. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can you can switch that. Nothing's come of it so far. Okay, I'm. I'll leave that blank for now, maybe. But. Okay. So as a mastermind, I'm here to 
see who is in charge of security and what level of training the security guards have. If they're okay. rent-a-cops, if they're ex-police or military. All right, sizing people up for uh, for their training in combat, that's going to be alertness plus hitter, which if you don't have that defined, just mark it as a d6. But I'll okay. mark it, but roll it as a d6. All right, I don't have that defined yet, so I will roll a d6 and a d8. And my dice are not where I thought they were. One moment. <laughs> I seem to have packed my wife's gloves again. Uh, six and seven. Wow. Thirteen. Okay. All right. So first things first, you pass with flying colors. So mark down hitter as uh, you do not want that to be your secondary role, right? Uh, no, probably not. So okay. yeah. then mark it as a D6. Yeah, we've already got two secondary hitters. And because you marked it as a D6, uh, there are two D4s on everyone's rolls, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, then mark the remaining two that you don't want to be your secondary as D4s whenever you're ready to do that. Alright, Thief is definitely a D4 of... Not sure about Grifter versus Hacker. Are you a talker or a typer? One becomes a D8, one becomes a D4. Uh, let me think about it for now till it comes up. Okay. Alright, so you've made it past that scene. Well, uh, well let me describe what you, you find out, actually. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, Rolls accomplish things, too. (laughs) (laughs) They would be appreciated. Okay. Um, You find that the security is about one step above the typical sort of rent-a-cop thing. Adequate, though uh, it seems they relied more on the sort of appearance of resistance than actually being able to take down, like, a large-scale attack. This is the middle of uh, Silicon Valley, after all. Bunch of nerds. Bunch of nerds cosplaying as cops. What is that? However, it seems likely that the people uh, the people giving them orders, they do appear to have sort of a sort of a military bearing to them. Okay. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll take that into account as uh, they head upstairs. Okay. They're going to be jumpy and they're going to be well, they're not going to be jumpy, but they're going to be quick to react. That could be used later. Okay. Let's see. Would you like to uh, Would you like to spend a plot point to call an asset because that was essentially a notice check? Sure. So basically, a plot point would let you establish a um, a d six for anything that makes use of the fact that most of the expertise is balanced at the top of the pyramid here. So you know, disrupting communication stuff like that. Okay. Do plot yes. points go away at the end, or do they become XP or something? Uh, you get one procession, as I understand it, but uh, they don't become anything. Completing the job itself over? is the experience. Yes. So do they carry you, over to the next time? Use it or, or lose it. Got it. They just always reset to one. They're, Keep they, in mind that also when we spend plot points, James gets them. Actually, I have infinite plot points, but when I okay. spend a plot point against you, you get one. Gotcha. So uh, yeah, unlike Deadlands, there is no uh, there is no intrinsic motivation to not spend the do cool stuff chips. <laughs> okay, so who's next? Who believes that they would their skills would be needed next? I think I got this. Okay, and who is with you? Preferably not Isaac. Um, let's see. Uh, I think for this, um, gonna have uh, Samsara there. We're, right. we're, we're obtaining, one, a better key card right now, mm-hmm. uh, so we can actually get into more official offices, and two, I'm going to try and lift someone's, like, uh, you know, phone or what have you, what, whatever they use in the future nowadays at the same time. Okay. Um, 
because basically while uh, kind of while they're departing an elevator and we're going in some other direction, I'm just going to try and snatch these off, kind of scan them quickly and then uh, put place them back on before he really notices what happens. Um, All right. Trying Sounds to good. trying to get both access to better floors and possibly use this phone to figure out where the CEO currently is. Okay, so you're lifting, you're lifting phones, cards, things like that. I would call that agility plus thief. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> Need to roll the good stuff. Are you uh, gonna establish any talents or specialties? Oh, right, right. That's a thing I can do, huh? All um, fun things to do. Let's see. No, none of them apply to this situation. But they uh, could. Or specialties? Huh? Specialties? No, no. I, like I, the ones I have are very specific. This is not her ideal situation. This is a reasonable situation, but not her ideal one. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, kind of take the time while we're in this very fancy, like wide golden elevator. Just a bunch of people in these maintenance suits, just kind of shuffle on over behind someone, like give a thumbs up. Uh, got an uh, tw- that's a twelve, not an eleven. Man, what? 11 from- what what kind of uh, bourgeoisie ass uh, corporation has gold elevators for the maintenance workers? <laughs> it's the same elevators for everyone here. Okay, they're just they're just cleaning the main elevators. They aren't actually allowed to use them. Oh yeah, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, if they want to clean an elevator, they have to go to it, clean it, then get out, go to a different floor, and uh, call the other elevator. <laughs> Someone's calling it. Get off! Get off! Get off! <laughs> yeah, have to take the stairs to the other elevator. <laughs> but yeah, I got a 12. All right, that beats my 7. Okay, yeah. Tell me how it goes. Uh yeah, she's just going to uh kind of shuffle over behind him, uh flash a thumbs up to uh same star across the way and make uh make wiggly magic looking uh magic finger motion as she uh waves the scanner kind of by this guy's pocket at the same time as plucking out his phone out of one of the uh jacket pockets. All right, so you didn't roll any ones on that? No. Okay. When you move your scanner by the phone, there his phone makes a little boop boop, but he doesn't seem to notice it. Um. Yeah. She she then like uh, kind of like very gently puts it back. Um. Uh. And then uh, let's see. Just uh, just gives kind of a shrugging motion over to Samsara and just kind of backs up <laughs> and lets this guy off as soon as his floor comes up, which I assume is pretty shortly. Yeah. Um. And I'm trying to think about how to establish, because I'm trying to think about how to establish my, um, uh, what are, what are the things that you would do with a mastermind role? Uh, that is largely just sort of organizing other things to make it easier for the others. Mm-hmm. Um, cause let's see, cause I was going with a, cause I was doing, I was going to do mastermind with a specialty in infrastructure. Okay. But I don't know if I can establish a specialty since it's not my scene. Um, yeah, uh, I'd be happy with you establishing a specialty, but, um, yeah. so I'm just going to, uh, so I guess as we scan, uh, this guy's card, um, Samsara is like going through, Samsara is looking through, uh, her phone in the elevator, um, like with the RFID information, seeing what doors are available and sending, uh, sending message, sending a message to the rest of the team as to which floors we have availability to and how to access them. Okay. And, yeah, you can roll that. All right. Um, would that be Intelligence plus Mastermind? Uh, yes, in this case. Okie doke. And Mastermind is a d6, since I have not uh, previously established it. And a sp- since I'm using a specialty to my advantage, that's a d6. Yes. And you get to do a uh, an establishment flashback to describe why you have a uh, why you have advanced knowledge of infrastructure. 
Um, sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do I do that before or after the roll? <laughs> uh, whichever. All right. Yeah. So I guess it's going to. Uh, so yeah. There's some. There's some gray and some dithering around the edges as it goes back to um, Kayla's many. Uh, Kayla's many instances where she's had to, um, as any uh, telecom operator has had to get. Uh, has had to get into places to actually like to to physically work on all of the broadcast hardware for various um, cell phone uh, cell phone transmitters and receivers, um, which are located, uh, and also all the Wi-Fi hotspots. Um, the cell phone receivers, of course, are located on the on the upper the roof of a building. They're you know the big antennas that stick off of the top. Um, but Wi-Fi hotspots are at this point integrated into. Uh, integrated into the actual makeup of the floor so as not to disrupt the feng shui, especially in Silicon Valley. So they're embedded in the walls, embedded in the ceilings. So she's had to become very uh, aware of how to get around, uh, how to get around from the actual from the actual server and how to trace uh, how to trace lines to the actual Wi-Fi spots and the and is very become very good at routing how to move around through large buildings in order to fix these things. Sure. Take that specialty and a plot point for your trouble. All right, cool. And that is uh, I did roll one one, but I have a 14. Okay. All right. So I do not beat that. So here's what you notice. You you note the sort of Wi-Fi router locations and um, and sort of the the set of doors that you do and do not have access to, and the complication you get is off limits D six because you find that um, there is a single room on each floor that you both can trace Wi-Fi access to, but also do not have key card access to. Is that on the is that listed on the map as anything? It's unlisted, which says to you that it's probably the local servers for infrastructure deals. Gotcha. No like uh project data, but say like if you want to find out where the uh Okay, the yeah, okay, makes was. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that's IT access only. Right. Uh <clears throat> so flipping through kind of the bootstrapped copy of this dude's phone, um yeah. Uh, is there anything about, like, uh, any messages from the, uh, CEO for meetings or whatever and, like, talking about it going to a new room or anything? That's what she, one thing she's majorly looking for. Anything about leftover lasagna available in conference room X? Sorry, a meeting, a meeting, uh, a message from the CEO to... Or, like, his secretaries, but basically about his new room, possibly, for any sort of meetings or internal memos or the like. Let's see, what would you find on there? Other than a lot of dick pics. This guy sends a lot of dick pics or just saves a lot of them. Maybe he gets he's them from even, elsewhere and takes, like, the screenshots of it. He's not even sending them. There's all his phone. I mean, I don't know if he sent them or not. Let me go to the <laughs> his, me- Oh, his, no, he definitely <laughs> sent those. His lock screen is just, a, is just like, a, it's a mosaic of dick pics. It's a collage <laughs> that's like, turns into, like, Starry Night by Van Gogh. It's actually just really, a bigger dick. You really wonder how he got so many blue dicks into that. It's just, it's a bigger dick, but it's in the style <laughs> of Van Gogh, which is really impressive. Um, you find a message from one of the other cleaning crew that's like, hey, bro, uh, do not, if you go into the, the, the fire shafts or whatever, do not pull on any of the, uh, of the door handles that don't have key card entries. They will send people. Well, that's fun. Not as fun as the dick pics, but pretty fun. Also one dick pic. In profile. 
Also, check it out. <laughs> yeah, that one's from the other maintenance worker, Maylee. Yeah. <laughs> Dick pic in profile with a with a ruler next to it. By the, the way, my man, I three. hear you're making a collection. Here you go. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> I know you'll like this, baby. No, he just does that thing where he's like, "Hey, I need you. I need you to sign something proving that I'm a good uh, that I'm a person of good character." And you open the link. It's a dick pic. It's like, "Hey, gotcha." <laughs> Boss needs you to sign these. <laughs> okay. So you managed to get out knowing that sort of stuff. Who next? Kayla or Isaac? Um, if we're gonna- I guess I could go next since I feel like mine fits in after other information that we just got. Sure. Fair enough. Although if you want to slip Kevin in there, then he could find out a way to get past the um, the door you don't have access to. Um, either way. Um, just saying the options are open. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kevin. If you have a if you have a particular scene you want to do um, before I do a scene of mine. No, I was thinking that I could uh, potentially use the calling people away to our advantage, but it sounds like you've got a better plan, so that's cool. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think if I'm trying to think about a way to pull in somebody else to keep this cyclical, but I could just bring I could just bring um Pepper in on mine. Yeah, there'd be two teams of two. It's not a huge issue. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah. So Kayla takes the. Uh, so Kayla is going to take the uh, the bootstrapped phone and uh, use the uh, use the corporate email access um, the the corporate email access credentials um, to uh, basically get access. Uh, you know, from there she knows what server it's on. And uh, I'm going to establish my Can You Hear Me Now talent to tap into uh, enemy communications uh, to get into the in- to get into the entire corporate email repository. Okay, so the role I'm going to ask for that is going to be hacker plus alertness because you're trying to find like particular keywords through a very large body of media. Fair. And give me a flashback for why you are good at uh, hacking communications. All right. Yeah. So again, um, going back to the telecom, uh, going back to the, uh, the telecom industry and, uh, and specifically, um, uh, what is it? And, and also the, and also the it world, um, Kayla's had to understand a lot about, uh, understand a lot about wireless communications and the way that, uh, and the way that they're routed. Um, specifically that was her job for, uh, for years, or that was the job she was attempting to break into. So she had, uh, being, being a woman trying to break into tech, she had to be better than everybody else. Um, just as a matter of why she was hired at all, uh, especially since she's also, uh, partly a minority. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so she's, she's become very adept at, uh, at, um, at understanding, uh, she she's become very good at, at being able to pick apart uh, wireless traffic in the uh, least amount of time possible, um, and also uh, it was how she figured uh, at her previous job. It's how she figured out everybody was being paid way more than her. All right, fair enough. This particular email hack. <laughs> Have a plot point. Cool. Now I've got three useful stuff. All right. All right so what so are you two a- doing? Uh, so right now I'm going to try and use this to figure to get to. So getting into the CEO's email repository, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to get his. I'm trying to get his particular schedule for the day, and I'm assuming that he's got. Um, I mean, we've already got his schedule, but I'm assuming from there we can get his office and that kind of stuff. Yeah, fair enough. 
All right, and that is 16. 16 is pretty good. Let's see. Let me roll my uh, my defense dice. Sorry, what's the what's the word for the thing you get if I roll a one? Um, opportunity. Yeah. I need to double check how those work again. Yeah, I don't remember. We didn't use them in the previous one. <laughs> uh, some talents are activated. Oh yeah, some some talent. Yeah, some talents get. Um, yeah, some talents require opportunities to activate. Okay. Does it do anything besides that? Um, I'm not sure. I think we can. Exp- I think we can spend them to get a bonus in specific circumstances, just like you can for uh for complications. Uh, yes, it does appear that uh, you have to have an ability to take advantage of it. Okay. But yes, you have received an opportunity. <laughs> All right. I don't know if any of us have anything that needs that. Um. It so yeah. Happens. So. So yeah, as as you Kayla succeeded. is going, all right. So as Kayla is going through and like I don't know, emptying out garbage cans or whatever. Um, I can't remember what Pepper's particular thing was. What do you mean? What, uh, I or I guess Kayla's handing out mail, and I don't remember what 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 particular role did I give you as part of maintenance. We all picked really specific ones. God, oh, yeah, I didn't he's... get anything in particular. We listed them out that we chose, though. But who wanted to be the ball pit suctioner? <laughs> I proposed it. I didn't actually want to be the aquarium maintenance guy. Oh, I love a window cleaner. I gotta be a window cleaner. Okay. What are okay. we doing in the aqua- in the aquarium and ball pit section of the? Oh, the wait. The there's gonna be more aquariums as we get higher up. Hmm. What? what? They keep so, putting more. They keep putting more and more water on higher floors because it becomes progressively more expensive. Well, like, so why did, did you, why did you say that like it was a fact that everyone would understand? I mean, there's no glass. They can't can't build out of glass in the bottom too much, otherwise it's going to crush it. So what did you end up figuring out from the emails? Those poor sharks. Um, I think I figured... Did, yeah, did I you, figure out where the... Did I figure out where the, um, where the boss is? Alright, yeah. You do find out that um, he is on floor 23. Uh, right now he is uh, entertaining a another tech company CEO that's working on a new form of telecommunications by, uh, by widespread fiber optics. Is his door one of the ones that are uh, not accessible with regular key cards? Uh, yes, his door. And uh, it appears that you need to have some form of... Uh, basically, someone needs to buzz you through to get to get onto his cool, floor. Cool, So what I want to do yeah, is go to the up? floor beneath that floor. Okay. And open a window. <laughs> okay. Do you have any tools to do so? Considering uh, that's uh, up, up at this height, that they're largely yes. just plate glass. <laughs> yeah, she she. Uh, this is the things that she's prepared for. She does window work pretty often. Okay. Uh, I'm certain she has some sort of either uh, glass cutter or could go down a few floors to a point that is openable and be able to scale the outside. Do you want to establish an asset? Um. Hmm. We got a lot of plot points. Yeah. I mean, I only have the one so far. Didn't you get one for your? Uh... I didn't establish anything yet. Oh, you didn't establish anything. Okay. Don't worry, I'm about to establish something else. So I'll get it back. So sure, I'll establish a uh, climbing gear. Okay. Burglar kit. So you can use it for this scene, or if you end up spending that other plot point, you can make it last the job. Cool, cool. Um, but so yeah, so uh, so yeah, she's going to uh, try and scale up to his floor and find the window outside of where he is. I probably will use a uh, glass cutter for this, since that's how best we'd be able to get into there too. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so you specifically yeah, want to get into his window? To his window, not necessarily in it yet. Okay. Um, if he's if he's entertaining people right now there, I don't want to go in while he's talking to them. Um, All right. But yeah, I actually have 
two things that could work with this. I have a talent and a specialty. You can establish both if you want to. Cool. Um, so yeah, she uh, she has a talent for uh, systematic design for Thief, which is getting to places by uh, relatively odd means. Sure, I can dig that. Uh, anywhere where there's accessible paths that are not conventional. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, and also a talent for aerialist, which is uh, doing high several stories above what normal people do. <laughs> sure, you might even be able to work these both into one establishment flashback worth two plot points. Ooh, fancy. Um, so tell me about it. Okay, uh, fuck your dithering, Matt. I want to have sepia tone. <laughs> um, Por que no dos? <laughs> A lot of her work has taken her various amounts of climbing. Uh, when it first started out, her getting the idea of either parkour or going to high places, it was a matter of necessity. Um, it was a case of you need to climb this thing or a bunch of gangers who you have stolen from are going to catch and beat you. All of them in heavy leathers and wielding various things that could probably cause internal bleeding, if not broken bones. Um, I got this spike that just got spikes on it. <laughs> Got my rat oh, man, stick. I got, it's a bat got, with extra stuff on it for killing rats. You got, you got spikes. All I got is a rat. I got this bag full of teeth. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, I only have Who's a sack teeth? full of teeth. <laughs> Work your way guys. up. You'll be where I am one day. <laughs> oh, you get it, Matt. Um, but yeah, it was it was a no good situation where she had stolen uh, an excess amount of cash that she didn't think they needed from them. Um... And so in the case really of getting away, uh, she, she ended up having to scale uh, a, uh, a convenience store to get on the roof and eventually get out of there. Uh, she took a really bad tumble when coming down off the side, kind of rolled with it like she'd seen done in the movies, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't a good tumble and she pr- dislocated her shoulder. Harsh. Um, but uh, cut quite a ways in the future uh, to relatively recent times. Um and there is the uh, particular case against the, uh, uh, did I put his last name in here? One sec here. Are you going up against uh, the yes. same gang? Sakura Daichi, different gang, <laughs> far in the future, <laughs> dealing I've with a particular Yakuza gang. J-Dog, I only got a wallet full of teeth now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a man named Sakura Daichi in charge of a uh, Yakuza family. Uh, big asshole has a lot of riches she uh she did a lot of work against him in various forms uh as they were a pretty easy mark for a single person operating on their own as long as you were crazy enough to attempt it um and she ended up breaking into uh uh into one of his personal vaults and stealing a lot of uncut diamonds that he had on hand from a previous bust uh and though he burst in with a number of men with a lot of guns, she ended up managing to get out of there pretty cleanly by uh, jumping out of a seventh story window and kind of catching against some of the windowsills on the way down before ending up uh, grabbing onto a uh, the edge of a passing one of the uh, like power line structures uh, and kind of dropping herself down to the ground. OK, I respect that. All right. That's two plot points. Now actually make the roll. OK. So let's see here. Uh, so you got a D6 plus for the for the uh, assets. Okay, so D6, D6 for, for the, the asset. D8 for the uh, the uh, aerialist. What are the stats? Uh, agility thief. Okay. Um, how's an 18 do you? Um, yeah, I did get a one. Hmm. What is a reasonable? Uh, 
I'll say as you're climbing, you uh, you get up to the you get up to the uh, the wrong window at first, and you uh, you see inside a scientist in a lab coat just sort of looks out at you, furrowing his brow. He now gets the complication. Did I really just see that at D six? Yeah, she immediately like drops down with her hair like trailing a second behind her. Uh. I was about to, I was about to say like you get behind, you get in the window of the CEO's office and suddenly a bird hits it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> Maybe next time. I'm sure that this sort of situation will come up again. Yeah, I expect I to see that guy from the lobby. And that was with just keeping two dice, right? Yes. Okay. Because agility and thief are uh, d10s. Okay. So you make it up there, and you can see that he has sort of a trendy Asian-influenced interior to his room, as is so trendy in, uh, in CEO ship. You can see a little um, little zen garden in one corner with the sand that's been raked into a mandala. He actually has a fireplace. but uh, Like with yeah. real wood? Uh, it's just sitting there. It's not a light or anything. You, you, you suspect that there's no actual hole in the top of it. And he has a number of different things on his desk as like little doodle toys, like the little clacking balls thing. And oh, yeah. The a Rubik's uh, cube. Uh, God, what is that called? Uh, Newton's Cradle. That's it. Yeah. And you can see through his front door, which has a window set into it, that he is currently talking to these. Uh, he's currently talking to these uh, other tech company executives in the hallway outside of his office. Uh, she's she's gonna pull out her phone with a little arm strap to it as she's done this type of stupid work before, uh, and just kind of snap a pic through the window and send it to everyone else. With, I assume, the, uh, the proper floor number. Alright, so that brings us to Isaac with, uh, with Andrew as a backup. Okay, uh, but I'm confused. What's the picture of? Uh, it's a picture from the window of the CEO's office showing that he is currently in the hallway outside his office on the 23rd floor. Also what his office looks like, for what it's worth. Yeah. Okay. And it's definitely from outside. <laughs> yeah, you, you, can, you can see a little bit of reflection from the phone itself in the picture. <laughs> There's a squished bug on the window. Gross. You see the reflection of a bird about to make a dive bomb. Funk. <laughs> 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 and also Pepper given the bird. Yeah, that makes sense. Knowing you'll see it. <laughs> like, no, nah, she's got to keep one hand gripping onto the onto the windowsill here while the other hand's got the phone. Now she's got her toes for that. She's a pro. Oh, yeah. She's got those uh, shoes that are basically like gloves for your the feet. Gecko, the gecko shoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be about the first good enough reason to wear them. All right. Uh, so we got through the lobby, right? Yeah, you got through the lobby. They made it up to, uh, Kayla made it up to some floor in the midway. And, uh. And Pepper made it up to the outside of the 23rd floor where the CEO is. Okay, then uh, I'm going to look for the closest security guy. Okay, you, you find him. Uh, like a security director? Yeah, supervisor or something like that. Yeah, he affords you a sort of steely glance, but sort of nods appraisingly. Hi, we've got something of an aquarium emergency here. <laughs> aquarium emergency? Those are the urgent kind of emergencies, son. <laughs> yes, look, this is gonna lose me my job, probably lose your your you your job. I how am I going to lose my job over this? Is is there is there a terrorist in the aquarium? Look, I need your help to find a freshwater polka dot stingray. Stingrays are expensive, son. <laughs> yes, this one sold for over one hundred thousand dollars. And it's in the wrong tank. 
the ph it's in is going to be wrong it's probably got three hours at most how do these things survive in the wild look fish are damned hard to keep alive they're nature's angels what and i'm going to do a a rare double flashback Okay. <laughs> you flash back to you flashing back. I'm I'm listening. Oh man, this is what we could this is what we in, in the industry call a bleach. <laughs> oh man, that's so sick. That's so much cooler than what I did. Fuck you. <laughs> it's just flashing back and it's suddenly in like black and white instead of sepia. <laughs> Why have one good flashback when I can do two regular flashbacks? Flashbacks again to cave paintings. Three episodes later we finally come back to the fourth flashback. <laughs> All right, so... And that's why I'm good at security. The first thing I want to do is establish my uh, specialty in aquarium grifter. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? What? Yeah, what? He, he's I establishing am so a- excited about this. I approve and I'm compelled, but what? <laughs> All right, tell me about this. I allow it. All right, through uh, exhaustively researching every internet uh, document he could find on Aquarium Grifter, he is going to assume a fairly high level of skill with it, because I'm also establishing my talent of Renaissance Man. I suppose that you, in particular, would have a lot of opinions on the the tainting of water. Yeah, yeah, well... Uh, the the Renaissance Man talent is uh, the one where uh, once per job you can replace an existing specialty with a different specialty. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> brilliant. Um, and you know what? I'm. And you know what? In order to aid this, I'm going to establish my talent uh, and spend a plot point to activate. Do you have that thing I gave you? Okay. All right. Where uh, and to- then you make a flashback. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so in this flashback, I, so in this flashback, uh, it's Kayla. It's Kayla showing off this, uh, showing off this um, hollow projector that can create a can create a realistic looking three D image if it projects onto uh, if it projects onto glass. Does it work? Uh, on I, I think that's a real thing. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she's got a bunch. She she shows a bunch of stock images in it, which one of which is a stingray. You show it up against glass that Pepper's got her face smushed to the other side of. <laughs> okay, so the flashback is you showing off this hollow projector? Yes. And now that gives him an extra D8 on the roll. <laughs> Wait, is that flashback part of the talent, or is that an establishment flashback of the talent? Both? This is... I mean, I could I could flashback to how I got my ability to build to, to like, build things. Yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> just like, a, I could see just like a quick... Uh, establishment flashbacks, just like seeing you in a room full of nonsense gadgets and uh, circuit parts. Yeah. Hmm. This one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, if I use this for somebody during their flashback, that actually becomes a D10. Okay. So you plug this into Kevin's aquarium grifter establishment flashback, giving him a D10 on an aquarium-based role dealing with the hollow projector, and you get a plot point. And Kevin gets one plot point, but he has another establishment <laughs> flashback to go. <laughs> it's a really good stingray, guys. <laughs> yes. So backing it up further, uh, I'm not uh, researching on a computer. I've uh, plugged a an implant in my wrist into the internet. Okay. That's your Renaissance Man flashback? Yes. Okay. So you get two plot points and a D10 on this roll. Kayla and a D6 because it's aquarium based. And Kayla gets a D6. 
Uh, sorry, Kayla gets a plot point. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> I already got my D six. All right. Yes, so you get a plot I, point. I, used, I already spent a plot point, so I'm a net. I'm a net on plot points. Yeah, right that's now. fine. Okay, okay. we're so, here. So you are what? now Tyler Palasico. <laughs> This is like that, um, what is it? This is like that, uh, re- the, the Rooster Teeth sketch about them going too many flashbacks deep or too many references deep. <laughs> but who was the and real And at the end Kaiser of it, they discover they're it. just trapped. They're, they're just like, no, if we go too many references deep, we're just in an endless string of references. And then it zooms out and they're like in Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was about to say that. <laughs> I mean, the best of back out. <laughs> Okay. Every time I had a flashback. I think we're back to reality, and you have a D10 and a D6. And are you making it so Grifter is your D8 skill? Uh, no, I'm making it. I'm Grifter is my D4 skill. Okay. <laughs> so that's Grifter plus. Let me look. At least <laughs> intelligence, D10, willpower, alertness. I don't see why the physical ones would matter. Probably intelligence to know a lot about aquariums. <laughs> and intelligence and willpower are both D10s for me anyway. So. So actually, most of these are are okay to use on any of the stats. So it sounded like you were fast talking him. So you could make a could make a case for agility plus grifter. Uh, I I would more than fast talking. I'd rather swamp him with information. Okay. Um. Sure. Intelligence to keep bringing things up. Look, if the pH is a little bit off, it's got about two hours left in it. If it's what? point if it's point two off, it's got maybe forty five minutes. Either way, this is one sick stingray. Do you know what it takes to nurse a stingray back to health? Yeah, yeah, I know what it takes to nurse a stingray back to health. No, I don't. <laughs> All right, so I'm rolling a D10 intelligence, a D4 grifter, a D6, a D6 aquarium grifter specialty, and a D10, and a D10 hollow projector. Hollow projector. Although, how Which are you is projecting using the, the image projector? of a dying stingray? <laughs> are you just like going to an aquarium to project a stingray into it and like, well, you're going to have to go in there and get it? <laughs> or be like no why would i have a picture of a stingray if i were talking about stingrays guys here here's my stingray button this here's, is what it looks here's, like <laughs> here's joe the stingray uh okay so the hollow projector is not to show something it's to deceive something so how would i use that it's right i take it it's it's like it's more <laughs> your for images of a sick stingray <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, Going does, belly up. I mean, as long as you use it in some way to convince this guard, then it's just part of the role. I think we've. Well, I think I thought we established that there's just a lot of aquariums in this building. So yes, it's just, there are a number of aquaria. Aquaria. <laughs> it's the age of Aquarius. Uh, so I figured it's just projecting the image of the stingray swimming around, seemingly between a bunch of different aquariums. I'll say, yeah, I'll say it was supposed to be. Uh, it was supposed to be delivered to the 25th floor, but according to this notice, it's supposed to go to the- it went to the 23rd floor instead. I need to go find it. Like, right now. Uh, shit. Um, okay. Uh, roll it. This is also so far in the future, everyone forgot about Steve Irwin and loves Stingrays again. Yeah, and- uh, when- Also, because, uh, because Isaac is your side guy, I'm going to add a D6 to his role for that guy from the lobby. <laughs> Wait, what? He's using your complication because I made, against you. I made a you. scene, oh, and he, okay. rec- he might recognize me because someone complained about me. Okay, <laughs> that's a, right. He got a description about someone yelling about his arm being busted, which is now working fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but the the way I'm going to use the hollow projector is assuming things go right uh, on one of the fish tanks in the in the twenty third floor. I'm going to create an image of the stingray in the in an aquarium by itself and. 
start uh, making demands for chemicals and uh, supplies. Okay. And ordering everybody to step back and close it off for now. All right. Fair enough. So that's a lot of dice. So that's uh, 2d10s. A d4. And a, a, yeah. Um, a d4, a d6, and a d6. Right? Okay. Keep a d- d6 yeah. for my specialty and a d6 for the complication. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I roll a d6 for the complication. He rolls a d6. Oh, okay. So. But a d10 for the hollow projector. Yeah. Specialty, gadget, stat, skill. Yeah. All right, so I've got a five, a six, a four, and a four. Beats me. So that's 11 total? Yes. Okay. And if you felt un- unconfident about it, you could uh, use a plot point to add another. Uh, nah, this, we're not at that point yet. Yeah, don't worry about it. This is just sort of an intro thing. Things will be more harrowing later. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, he's like, oh, shit, uh, f- fine, but I-, I gotta stay with you on the way up there, okay? Yeah, that that's fine, you gotta do your job. Yeah, he uh he ushers you into the nearby stairwell and takes you up a few flights, skipping every other step. And when he finally gets up to the uh the twenty third floor door, he says, uh, "Anthony Jenkins, security." And then you hear an audible click in the door. He opens it up, and you suddenly find yourself on the twenty third floor. Uh, what are you up to, Isaac? Uh, sorry, yeah. Andrew. Uh, just g- tailing with him. I was back up his lie. Uh, how do you back up his lie? I was yelling about how Stingrays are nature's angels. Oh, that was that was Andrew yelling that and not you. <laughs> I was actually yelling, yeah. Like he's like, look, you, he's like, two hours tops. You know, like they're beautiful creatures. That stingray's expensive. So, do you want to do? Do you want to make any particular role in other in doing anything else in this scene to help establish more of your shit? You could make sure that he uh, comes into the stairwell but does not come out. I could hit him. You could also stealthily open a window latch. Uh, then I'm probably not so good at. <laughs> I mean, it would establish whatever your thief die is at. I think we have enough thief at this point. Uh, well, it's going to end up getting established anyway. Just comes down to whether mm-hmm. it's a d6 or a d4. I could fuck up the thief roll and then just slug him instead. Yeah, you could do it. Live the dream. Could I just could I say that happens where he tries to like jam the lock or something, fucks up completely, and the guy catches him, just clock him with whatever's available, the mop or what have he's got. Yeah, sure. Well, so this is supposed to be the one that shows that we're really good at stuff. That's good at adaptation. Yeah, it, it can be it, if he if he wants to be the sort of guy who's really good at improvisation. That's that's cool. Yeah, that was my uh, specialty. I was thinking of just brawling with whatever's around. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you try to prop open a lock, and he uh, he sort of spins around on you. Hey, hey, that is not cool. What you just did. And then nope. <laughs> he swings it. <laughs> Sure ain't. <laughs> All right, roll Bam, me a uh, roll the stingray's revenge. <laughs> this one's first. Jimmy the stingray. So since you're basically uh, trying to sucker hit him, uh, agility hitter. Great. Uh, let's see. With a uh, brawling and specialty. Yes. Um, so that's a d6 and an establishment flashback. Okay. Uh, oh, I've been inserting he, sound effects for all these flashbacks. <laughs> although he is again going to add his d6, that guy from the lobby. Because he's sort of had his eye on you. <laughs> so I get two D10. Oh, sorry, D8 and a D10. Because pretty good hitting. Um, New complication. Damn it, I was right. <laughs> it was I that guy. It. I knew it. Well, I think that's one of the things, right? Complication is going to get upgraded. So if you and roll, that's when they get new names. Multiple ones in one roll. The the complication steps up. And if I can't think of any cool complications, I can just increase the uh, danger of one of them. 
Yeah, I, uh, I imagine he's using one of those like uh, one of those poles that would make him like, line the bank to, at the bank teller. He's just trying to like, prop the door open for everybody else, and then just when he sees him, just whack him. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's um, yeah, flashing back to uh, let's see. Yeah, it was just uh, at one point he just got he was his first getting his real uh, big paying job, and he just got mugged in the street, and uh, uh, he actually got convicted for killing a man because uh, it, it was kind of thrown away as a defense. But um, yeah, because he didn't quite realize how much he could hit with that metal arm of his, and first time he had to use it. Oh wow! So he started learning actual self defense and getting upgrades to for emergencies, and yeah. Basically, get a lot more control over it now, and can use it when he wants to. Uh, that looks like a one over there. Um, so sixteen, but a one. Okay. Uh, so I'm keeping two if I roll three. Or... Yeah, you keep two. Yeah. No matter what, unless you use a plot point to increase the number. Okay. Yeah, you manage to lay him out pretty easily, and in a place where you can hide him. But I'm going to add a. Uh, I'm going to add to the scene the uh, complication. Whomp. D six. <laughs> Uh, there's a thump that rings out through the mostly quiet 23rd floor. Did I just hear a whump up there? And you and you can whump hear the, the um, you can hear people talking further down the hallway, and they just sort of stop for a moment, and then you can hear a door opening. <laughs> um, Pepper, they're coming in. Okay. Uh, don't don't worry about establishing where I am for the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna if I can take one more scene, I gotta I got how Kayla's getting in, I guess. Yeah, sure. We're, we're past, that's all the spotlight scenes. Just give me a brief little thing. Yeah, um, I was just gonna say she's got she's got the boss's email address, so she gets into his account and sends a message to his uh, to his associates saying uh, the uh, the mail clerk is bringing in uh, mail clerk is bringing some briefings in my office. Uh, so just buzz her through. Okay. So as you come up after the others, there's a there's a brief little scene where you're where someone is uh, buzzing you past the door while you walk by an unconscious security guard snuck, sort of tucked into a side room. Kill just kind of looks at that and, all right. <laughs> all right. So, you now have everything you need to corner the guy in his office. And uh, she's got the, she's got the, uh, the box that has the briefings. Um, well, that has the quote-unquote briefings. Fair enough. And then I guess, yeah. Um, and just opens it and it's got some sheet cake in it. <laughs> it says congratulations to us <laughs> you're bringing it your also own some plates and it. it also has some plates <laughs> and, it says, and then now pay me in sprinkles <laughs> i don't know if you guys like yellow cake i don't know it was what they had at the store uh, nah, that's a good good general cake he'll, he'll start cake. cutting a piece cake is cake don't let me tell you differently it's always true <laughs> Everyone says otherwise is a liar and an asshole. <laughs> what if it's a pancake? Nope, doesn't count. I'm not mm. so sure. That's definitely grocery store cake. <laughs> now is delicious cricket flour. <laughs> is lasagna a cake? It's a cake of sauce. It's a savory cake. That was established in the 2055 election, but yes, it is. All right, so. In the same way that a shepherd's pie is a savory pie. So basically, the three of you can make it into the office. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so there you are. You do you just sort of barge in? Uh, no. Yeah, I'll open. yeah, sure. Or do you wait for uh, the others to head out? Well, Kayla was just Kayla was in there because of the briefings. So the briefings that were in fact cake. Oh uh, yeah, right. You make it to the office and you you have a sheet cake. Okay, yeah. so uh, we still got a top-heavy so coordination li- li- asset around. 
I would like to establish uh, Jenny on the spot and that Pepper is already there in the room when they get there. Fair enough. Cost a plot point to activate, but at the same time, like, whatever, I get a plot point yeah, back. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how are you good at being places? Yeah, give me, give me a flashback. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, it shows a... The flashback kind of shows just, like, a very dark uh, area. Her face barely lit by a very small light and the sound of a number of clicks of something being manipulated. And then the light fills up the area to show kind of, like, gray uh, gray walls of a very small cube. She kind of just climbs out and stretches as the camera circles behind her to show that she is now inside of a vault climbing out of a safe. <laughs> right, she just kind of yeah. cracks her knuckles and, like, gives them a fan and then starts going about picking up things. Yeah, that's a plot point. Yeah, Kayla, you you get in, and uh, the, the these two tech executives and the person who ostensibly hired you are just sort of staring at this person who made it inside. And uh, hey, all right, cool, everybody's here. She's got a file and is doing her na- the nails on her one real hand right now. <laughs> and uh, Tyler, the CEO, he's got that sort of tech bro look to him. He's in a that tech bro CEO look. He's in a rather well-tailored blue suit that uh, that pinches in around the uh, around the midsection. He's got a uh, he's got the size of his hair buzz with the with a bit longer on top, and he's got these piercing blue eyes that are just like looking between the two of you. Um, gentlemen, would you mind giving me about thirty minutes? The others just sort of look back and forth and nod and step out, probably past uh, Isaac and Andrew. Gentlemen. Hey. <laughs> Kayla hands them each a, a plate of cake as they leave. Thanks. And then, oh, sets the rest, and then sets the rest of it down in front of him. I saved a rose for you. Hey, thanks. I need the corner piece. Isaac hands the projector back to Kayla. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. Oh, I want to I, I want to I want to make thing race. Come on. Hand it over. Say the bacon. Hold on. Wait, hold on. And it's stuck on Orca. You know, it's actually kind of cool. It turns out that this fish, this stingray has a mutation that makes it unable to hunt. It has to be hand-fed. It's totally designer. That's pathetic. Oh, nice. So, Is that the one they make shoes out of now? I guess they could. You see those? You see the... Hold on, I got it here. They, they got the, the custom patterns. They'd be $100,000 shoes. Um, if, I, if, I could, if I could interject. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I saved the congratulations for you. Thanks. He uh, steps up and walks over, his large shoe heels clicking on the ground, and he goes over $100,000 Manta Ray shoe heels. <laughs> <laughs> Still flopping. He, uh, he goes over to a keypad on the wall and taps it a few times. You can hear a fading buzz from the cameras in the tops of the room, and you can see them sort of noticeably sink down towards the floor. And he goes back to his desk, but stands behind it rather than sitting in a classic power pose. Oh, you mean the camera's pointed at the floor? Yeah. I thought I was trying... Okay. Yeah. All right. Ah, one of these. Gotcha. So, congratulations. He indicates the cake, obviously. Mm-hmm. I hope there weren't any casualties on the way. A couple of bruises, that's all. Oh, uh, I see. Well, no deaths? He's just right out. Nah, he's fine. Let's see. Let me look down the list of alerts. He uh he pops open uh, his little little uh well his smartphone. Hmm. Small disturbance in the lobby, and that's about it, at least for now. Not bad. Not bad. I'm impressed. I got about thirteen aquarium emergencies in this list for some reason. <laughs> oh god, my stingray! Is he okay? <laughs> as he sprints out of the room. <laughs> One second, I'll be right back. 
I gotta check this. Now, I hate to go all timeshare on you. He pulls open his drawer and he picks up a wad of what appears to be about $10,000. But I have another opportunity to share with you before I give this to you. Does it have to be before? Can it be while? You'll get the money. Carry on. So essentially, I called you because I need your help. There are things happening in this city that I need to put a stop to, and I don't have the skills to do it. I have the money to purchase the skills to do it, but I do not have the skills myself. I don't know what motivates you. If it's money, you'll have it. If it's the sense of doing the right thing, you'll have that too. But something sinister is happening in Silicon Valley, and it needs to not happen anymore. Isn't something sinister happening every day in Silicon Valley? Exactly, thank you. High five. Yeah, this one's Speaking as someone Ow. who honestly is responsible for a number of those things, this is different on another level entirely. The right thing to do is a rare opportunity around here. I, I do want to establish this for the record. I'm pretty sure they high-fived about looking at each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why she went, ow, didn't expect it. <laughs> like, yeah. So, when's the last time any of you slept? I don't know, uh, five years ago? Probably more than that. <laughs> mm, number of months, honestly. It was kind of expensive. Do any of you remember the contract that came five? with the surgery? Do you expect me to read an EULA? <laughs> I would need a degree in law to analyze my contracts. Bits and pieces, that's all. I definitely remember reading stuff about how the terms of the service were limited, and, um, like, it was, like, 80 pages long, like... Yeah, and don't violate copyright, you know, if you steal from iTunes, they're gonna get take all your songs back. Indeed. It was definitely, I know, definitely they added a limerick in there, just to see if anybody was reading oh, it. Oh shit, really? Man, I should have read it. Yeah, no, it gets, it, it's actually really dirty, I don't know how they put it in. Well, ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to Polycorp, the corporation that wrote those contracts, that designed those devices that you have in your neck. Oh. Big leagues. Nice. And I am the person that sold it, but not the person that designed it. Know the feeling. Isn't that just the way? Mm-hmm. High five you. Without <laughs> 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 Use his robot arm, too, so... Clang. Clink, It's yeah. surprisingly clangy for his fleshy-looking arm. <laughs> now... This guy's just instantly regretting his decision to hire people based on their ability to get in his office. <laughs> he had to expect eccentric people when he said, break into my office, I dare you. <laughs> you can uh, you can hear a small alarm going off, and uh, you can see on a little screen on the right, it, it says, uh, unlawful intrusion attempt to, to 23rd floor entrance, security dispatched. Yeah, that's probably me. Or us, but... Or I, think that's our, I think that was our competition. Yes, and... If you look closely at the terms of the, that contract, it doesn't give just the uh, the ability to alter your sleep schedule. The way it's worded is that they have legal permission to alter your mental state through use of the uh, implant. There are unfortunately a number of products that the designer of that implant went through without uh, without any public knowledge. It's so a, you're saying this is a mind control device? That's been used? I hope to God that it doesn't get to that point. Right now, all it's being used for is manipulation. So just, like, emotions? Can you just, like, boom, make someone horny, or what? More or less, yes. I can. It's got a direct link both into the, uh... High five again. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a direct link both into the nervous... uh, the, the, The primary nerve clusters and the emotional systems in the brain. Essentially, and legally, 
these things can alter your mental state freely. Gross. I think, I'm surprised I there wouldn't be more backlash over that. No one knows yet. Also, who's gonna who's gonna uh, rant and rave when somebody can control your ability to do that? Also, ambiguous wording at best. Like, yes, well, unfortunately, it's not exactly a hypothetical. About three weeks ago, uh, the designer for this implant, Patrick Maldonado, the Wozniak to my jobs, if you would. What? <laughs> it's a 1980s computer thing. Oh, God, why would I remember that? <laughs> I wasn't born. He's the first big shot, that's how you know. I mean, he was around the same time as, like, Mozart. One of the biggest, what? <laughs> uh, a little a little different, but he was like, he was like Mozart of sales pitches. Honestly, that guy could rock a turtleneck in ways you would not believe. One of the biggest big shots there was. One of his greatest assets. What's a turtleneck? Okay, I'll, I'll agree with that being a vi- You offend my sensibilities, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you for the neck part, but the turtle? Oh, you mean a tactical neck. The tactile neck? <laughs> Attack <laughs> yeah, the new name for it these days. <laughs> he went on vacation three weeks ago, and he never came back. Do like you know the case of him never coming back? Because like maybe he either you know got kidnapped or liked vacation a lot. Well, before he left, he started talking to me about the popu- about the potential this had to change the world for the better without anyone even knowing about it. He started getting so intense about it that I told him to take a little bit of time off to sort of get his head on straight. And off he goes. Off the grid. To become a supervillain. With about half of my equipments. To hmm. become a supervillain. So not so much a kidnapping, then. Depends. Does it count if you kidnap yourself? So how does this tech head guy take half your equipment? Well, he also took about half of my engineering crew. He was closer with them than I was. Yeah, it makes sense. That's worrying. Indeed. So I need you to help figure out what he's doing, put a stop to it, and ideally find him. Seems like the last one of those has to happen first, right? He could be working long distance. It's not like it's uncommon for conference calls. Unfortunately, we're already getting a few um, a few little rumblings through the rumor network that people are having unexplained mental alterations. Little things. Feelings of nostalgia around certain art exhibits. Being horny on Maine. Yes, to put it crudely. That's what I'm here for. Being horny or putting it crudely? Kind of both. So, if you're willing to help me out, I can provide you tools unlike any ever given to an infiltration team like yours. Not only do I have the tools, uh, the standard tools that are available to a any large-scale engineering team for a technology business, I have unique things that interact with this... Um, with this implant direct that you can use to gain information on your way. Essentially, one of the things that was never described about this implant is with certain uh, with certain in- with certain intermediary technologies, they can be made to interact directly and share experiences. Well, like a mind meld? More or less. Essentially, it would give you access to certain thoughts and experiences that uh, that the target uses or has in their head. Through a lens that uh, sort of makes it make sense to them. Now, I could explain all of the nitty-gritty details, or I could show you. Sure. I'm not a scientist. Yeah. This is probably the most effective law enforcement tool ever created, then. An effective law enforcement tool for one is a tool of fascism for another. Yeah, I was about to say that part. You seem remarkably self-aware for someone here. Yes, well, 
Sometimes someone has a change of heart. Now then. Does change of heart come before or after the vacation? Before. But not too long. Not too, uh, not too long before. I am not happy with a lot of the business decisions I've made in the past. Very well. Well, barring any more surprises, I, I think I could say I'm in. You folks come for the ride? Yeah, show me this uh, brand new world. Doing and interesting too? things and getting the dollars. I'm down for both of those. Fair enough. And you, Isaac? Sure. I see. All right. He uh, he reaches into um, a small drawer and uh, he pulls out. Sorry, gotta check something real quick. Pulls out a gun and kills all of you. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> this was all a ruse. They never yeah, saw it coming. That's why I gave him the long explanation to put him off guard. Turns out he was actually the mastermind of the competitors team. <laughs> <laughs> he r- he rips off his uh, his rubber mask. It was the guy we're hunting all along. He pulls open a drawer and pulls out a small, um, it essentially looks like a long cylindrical remote. It has a couple of calibration marks on it, but largely it's, it just has a single button on the inside of it. And it emits a high-pitched whine, and you can feel a sort of tingle on the back of all of your necks. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you Project Lachesis. That's some biblical thing? Greek, actually. Oh, okay. This device is, um... It's enough to combine two minds to establish a thread between them. Or, in this case, more than two. Oh good, I thought it was some weird ASMR tool. <laughs> if it were, it wouldn't have so many damned layers of confidentiality and non-disclosure agreements attached to it. Anyway, don't worry about it. It should be perfectly safe. And, uh, given enough mental effort to escape the connection, you should be able to do so easily. But, into the breach. He, um, he waves it in front of him and pushes the button, and suddenly all of your vision sort of blurs away. So I'm going to need you to introduce your characters again. But this time I need you to introduce it as, as you see yourself, and how that differs from your normal perception. Uh, who do you want to start with? Um, Same order? Sure. I think Kayla started last time? Sure, yeah. How do you see yourself? I don't know. Probably a lot, probably a lot bigger and... Um, yeah, a lot bigger, more fierce looking, um, probably has two sets of arms, I guess. Ah, <laughs> He's doing a imagery. lot of things. <laughs> I don't know, how, how abstract can this go? Uh, just sort of keep generally humanoid, but beyond that. Alright, yeah, yeah, she's got, yeah, so, I don't know, yeah, two sets of, two sets of arms, uh, and one of them, uh, one of them is much stronger than the other one. Uh, and yeah, six feet tall. <laughs> Seven. Nice. <laughs> but she's got a wanker's arm. <laughs> no, she's got, two, hand, she's got so. two sets of wanker's arms. Let's see. And then Pepper was next? Yeah, I believe so. Um, slightly smaller. Um, kind of in a... More in width than in height. She was already relatively short. Um, kind of this wispy, radiant light to her skin and hair as it just kind of goes upward on its own. Uh, from each place where she has all these scars and broken marks on her skin, instead of uh, <clears throat> instead of being uh, scarred marks, they spider web out like cracks that have been filled in with uh, metallic gold, um, including replacing her entire hand with it from where that is missing. Um, but has this kind of bright glow to the rest of her. Okay. Um, Andrew. Uh, Andrew definitely looks younger. Um... Probably like late twenties range. Um, 
He's a uh, little more light in his step now that he's not being affected by uh, medications and prosthetics so much. But um, with it particularly stands out otherwise, uh, unnaturally so. He's got a... The arm looks normal, but it still has uh, scales on the back of the forearm, uh, here, uh, sporadically, at uh, various shades of gold and silver. Okay. And Isaac. Uh, <clears throat> to me. Let's say Isaac looks... Roughly the same size and shape as he does in real life. He's wearing a suit, but this time a tailored one with an empty shoulder holster. Uh, he does not have hair. He's bald, and the back of his head is a crisscross of scars and uh, incisions. And his entire body has a slight sheen of metal to it. Okay. Now let me add one thing to all of your self-conceptions. Just by being in this place, you get a familiar feeling, that sort of internal, uncomfortable buzz that comes from doing something that you like doing, but with the knowledge that you should be doing something else, something important. Oh no, I hate that! I mean, we have a quest cursor going pointing us in the direction. That, that's the best <laughs> feeling in the world. Like, skipping class and skipping work are like the best <laughs> feelings you can ever get. Oh god, no, it stresses me out so much. <laughs> so you have that feeling, however you conceptualize it, that's fine. I like an objective. Now, as, so as right. for what you see, you feel, you, uh, well, one, you feel the sun being down on you. And you can feel an ocean breeze caress your skin. You're standing on what could be described as an island, but is really just sort of a circular plot of sand and dust. Sitting cross-legged in the center of it is Tyler Polantico. He's wearing what appears to be a set of red prayer robes, and around his neck there's uh, just about every form of religious iconography you can, you can think of. A Star of David, a cross, an Eye of Ra, um, like a writing of Sanskrit, tablet, Zoroastrian things. You can see that there's been a third eye painted on his forehead. Around this island, you can see a storm brewing. To your left, you can see that there is a golden yacht prepared to make way and sail off into the heart of the storm, the worst of it. To the right, you can see a fleet of smaller wooden ships heading off to something that is still a dangerous portion of storm, but something a bit lighter. You can see that both one of the wooden boats and the golden boats both have uh, these stretches of sort of black, sticky gunk that are uh, connecting them to the shore from, uh, from something centralized, buried under the sand. Something that's also reaching up and wrapping around Palasico's legs. And you can see that in either hand, he has a ticket that appears to match to one of the boats off to the left and right. And there you are. Huh. Yeah, and just kind of like smiling and exploring the whole, like, getting used to his new body without the, uh... Various other unnaturals in him. Yeah, pretty yeah, consistently flexing and unflexing hand. Yeah, no. Kayla's just <laughs> Kayla's just kind of looking over like her entire like fucked up like dream form. <laughs> Whoa, what? Um, man, look at you! You're could, huge. Andrew offers a high five with his now real arm to uh, to Pepper. Hell yeah! <laughs> Do it with my fancy gold arm. Fuck yeah! <laughs> huh? Yeah, this is all right. Cool. Uh, wait, can I be anything then? I don't know, can you? I don't know. I believe in you. Think you really hard. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna try and look like something else. <laughs> look like what? I don't know, a cat. Um. Roll, like an anthro cat. <laughs> roll agility thief. Alright. 
cats they would Rad. be. <laughs> like, all right, hold on. If this is what establishes your agility of I mean, your thief, I'm gonna lose my. Let's see, I rolled an eleven. All right, so uh, you find <laughs> with an immense amount of concentration, you find your form shifting a little bit, the extra arms pulling back into your body, and the sort of uh, you sort of become more lithe and athletic. And you start gaining some of the uh, the animalistic features of a cat. Fuck yeah! Hmm. <laughs> All right, this feels better. I, you know, I, I don't know what forearms would feel like, so I can't establish this. It it felt very strange. It it felt like I needed to buy a new shirt. I mean, to be fair, even having two hands like feels weird now. So, so what do you do? Um. The so the, there's a guy in robes on the other side. Yeah, he's also. In do we know that it's? Be, do yeah. we know that it's the CEO? Yes. Or is it, it, just, it appears okay. to be the spitting image of Tyler Palasica. Possibly, you imagine because this is how you conceptualize him. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 less that we recognize him on sight and more that we look at him and just like, oh, that's the guy. Right. Plus, you can feel just sort of a sense of origination from him. Like, sure. This this is what this is what this place is. Um, Kayla's going to attempt to float over to him. I'm gonna swim. I'm just gonna dive in. Okay. I meant float across the air. <laughs> Alright, so fair enough. It's uh, your means of locomotion if you think hard enough. Not too difficult to change up a little. Is um, is water in between us? Can we not just walk? You can just walk. You are on the island with him. Kayla oh, just wants he's on to, an island. Kayla, Kayla, Kayla's, just trying to, Kayla's just trying to see what the limits of this are. Fair. Uh, yeah, it seems like it's mostly affectations. Largely speaking, your abilities are the same. All right. Yeah, she's just gonna float there and just kind of, uh, just kind of lounge backwards, hovering in midair in front of him. Yeah, Pepper would first take a swim and then go see, <laughs> see him, just like dive in for a moment and pop back. <laughs> and and do a walk regular style, but he will uh, be like wiggling his arm around, like chanting its colors and messing with that. <laughs> uh, Isaac walks. Somewhat stiffly, but quickly, not awkwardly. As you approach uh, Palazico, you see his eyes open, and his uh, bright blue eyes now look identical to the storm that surrounds him. Except you can see these tendrils of black coursing from one end of the iris to the other. Uh, you got a little thing going on. Oh shit, he caught the Satan. Do I? I hadn't noticed. Uh, so did this happen before or after the vacation? He sort of cocks his head and looks at you strangely. Just kind of pointing at the the blackness that is surrounding him and attached to the boats. <laughs> Clotho lies in my past. God forbid, Atropos lies in my future. Oh shit, were we joining a cult? Is that what's happening? I'm not saying no yet. <laughs> so, is everyone else here lucid? Surprisingly so, yeah. Look, I feel like more it. than usual. Like, Hey, out of curiosity, do you have a pulse? Check. Do you consider yourself a uh, a person with a heartbeat? Yeah. Then yes. Yes. Hmm. And he, he meantime, quietly he puts his fingers takes? on his wrist. Do you? No. Hmm. Kayla now floating upside down. Just, oh, weird. Pepper's going to hang from her arms so that they're like doing trapeze bullshit. <laughs> Pat Isaac on the shoulder. So as you walk around, you notice that the sand has a lot of give to it. And as you pull your foot away from the sand, you see that uh, just underneath the surface, th that same black material stretches up and tries to cling to you. Uh, Mr. Pelosico, right? 
He turns his head towards you, eyes half shut, apparently listening. Are you lucid? Are you the same man who just sent us here? This is where I am. You are where I am. You are what I am. What were we talking about two minutes ago? Cutting the line. Interesting. He pulls a uh, notepad out of his suit pocket and starts writing on it. We snip the thread before it reaches Atropos. Kayla's going to try and... Kayla's uh, noticing what um uh, what Isaac just did. She's going to reach into her into one of her pockets and pull out a portable GPS unit. Okay. And try to figure out where we are right now. <laughs> the GPS just says everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> Welcome to fucked up Dream Island. Pickle Inspector, fondly regard creation. <laughs> uh, your GPS reads purgatory. Looks like we're in purgatory right now. I'm going to zoom out and look at, check out, um, let's see. I'm gonna damn it! I know it. <laughs> I'm gonna flip around the GPS device to the phone and uh, zoom out on Google Earth. Does that mean we're dead? No, I think he's waiting in judgment for what he's done. Oh my god! So I guess that would be uh, any point there for between the boats. It's is that yeah? So I um hold on. I'm gonna float over and look at one. Look at what the tickets say. Um, one of the tickets, the one for the golden boat, reads all for one. And the one for the wooden boat reads, one for all. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so I think everything here is like metaphor. You can see one of the black tendrils reach up his body and wrap around his neck. But with a grimace, he sort of twists and the tendril lets loose of him. Uh, cool. I'm just gonna... She's just gonna kind of reach out for one of the tick. <laughs> Going for that uh, all for one, one for all. thing, actually. Oh, yeah, all for one. Yeah. As you grab the tickets, the uh, the tendrils pull the golden boat closer, and the back of it settles down into the side of the island. Cool, 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 cool. Should we know what those do first, maybe? Siri, give me directions to all for one. So you spread out on Google Maps, and you can see it's all blue, except for the small spit of land that you're sitting on. Interesting. So it's either procedurally generated, or we got nothing. Okay, okay, so... Thought process here. I don't think I'm actually getting riches if I get on that boat. I think this is, you know, if we're in brain bullshit like he was talking about. Maybe talking about? I don't know. I'm guessing it's brain bullshit. I'm pretty sure we're inside Look his up. sleep implant. There you go. I'm just gonna... She's just kind of gonna try and tear that ticket in half. Rude. Do we know which one does which, or... You know what, go ahead. <laughs> you tear the tickets, and um, it just sort of falls to the ground and reforms at his feet. He picks it up again, looking wistfully over at the golden boat. What's the, hmm. what's the difference between the boats? It's all for one, gives him a golden boat, so he can live on that as long as he wants fancy life and all that. And then he's the other one he's thinking about giving back. This isn't some tricky Indiana Jones stuff. But Jehovah starts with an I. <laughs> uh, I wonder if we have to get him to forgive himself. Because he's currently waiting judgment. Can we just, like, he, shove him on the good boat? He looks down thoughtfully at one, uh, at, at one ticket, then the other, then back to the first, and you can see him frown. He has a look about him like he's trying to make a choice. <sighs> so, should we uh, nudge him over at a... Uh... One for all? I mean, the, that's, uh, what he that's what he actively was talking about doing. 
And it's also probably the thing that's getting us paid too. And is probably the yeah. right thing. So, you know, that's three that's three cases in the way of maybe do that. It, that's yeah, that's my thought. It may stop a potentially world ending threat. I said it was the right thing to do. We got yeah, we, but we don't have a whole lot else to work with at the moment. I, I, um, I'm just saying this isn't a matter of finding a wallet on the ground and deciding whether to pocket the money. So we're in agreement then, uh, one for all. Hmm. Yeah, she says, kind of like side eye, Isaac, during this time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, give me a second here. Uh, Andrew's gonna try to bail out. He's gonna try to do the thing you said and like will himself into reality again. All right, Andrew's mental conception disappears. Oh, god damn it! Oh, maybe it was that easy. Hmm. Uh, well, we want to do. We want to try the other thing, or do we just want to <laughs> leave? Nah, I guess we should. Sir, sir. Yes? You look like you're having some trouble figuring out what you wanted to do here. Someone may yet come up with a more difficult decision. That, that didn't answer anything. There's plenty of difficult decisions that exist out there. Are you trying to figure out what boat to get on right now? So do we all. But I'm gifted to have such a choice. Oh, goodness. All right. Hey, did you ever see that um that, that classical film? Uh, the one with the, the guy from the from the boat movie? Which boat movie? Uh, the Titanic, but like the the one from like um the one from like the the turn of the century. Mm, he was in a lot of those, wasn't he? Like the one he got mauled by a grizzly bear. I remember Jack Sparrow, right? Uh, wrong, wrong. No, no, Titanic, the the one from the turn of the century. Anyway, he was in another movie. They talk uh, the the. What I'm saying is this guy might be this guy. Long story short, I wonder if this is actually like a defense. Like, he just has hidden himself behind metaphors so that people can't get to him easily. Well, I'll say this. If we can actually change his mind from here, he just kind of trails off. My good friend, what can I do to get you on, get you in a boat today? We got plenty of free coffee. We got donuts. She says, just kind of pulling those out. The coffee just spills onto the ground. Because she's upside down. You can hear a hiss as the hot coffee reaches the sand and penetrates through to what's beneath. We have very little coffee. We still have donuts, though. This is a bigger decision to make than what I am to gain from it. If that's true, then why don't you take the boat that isn't about your gain? You're waffling because you're not wanting to make a decision. He looks over at the, uh, the multitude of wooden boats. I think you're right. Would you excuse me? Certainly. He stands up, struggling against the tendrils that are trying to keep him in place. And he walks over and climbs into uh, the back of the wooden boat that pulls itself up to shore. It begins to move away from its uh, makeshift landing, and the other boats begin to run out with it. But they begin making it towards the horizon, and his stays in place until the tendrils holding it to shore finally crack it and destroy it in the water. And suddenly your vision fades and you're back in the office. The real Tyler Palasico just blinking at you, like shaking off, uh, like shaking off a nap. So gotta ask, now that we're back in the real world, how real did that feel in retrospective? How much of that do we remember? <laughs> uh, you remember all of it, but, Oof. but uh, do you ask that to him? Well, it's first. Ask, I'm first asking, though, beyond remembering it, like, did it feel like actually oh, real okay. when we were there? Um, it felt a little superficial, but it did. There, there were sense. There was sensation there. So is it kind of jarring to come back? It definitely feels like, not as though you're changing your level of reality, just like you're stepping into a different room. Ah, oh, weird. And, and what Andrew pulled out was everybody kind of like, 
Everyone else was just sort of coma, standing. They still. were just sort of standing where they were, staring off into the distance. But it was a it was mere seconds before they came back. Yeah, he did it like a finger snap in front of his face, probably, and then jumped when they woke up. So, what was it like in there? Oh man, pretentious. I've been called. Do, worse. do you remember? Do you remember something about like just a shit ton of boats? Boats. Uh, do you remember an upside down cat with donuts? You're messing with me. I mean, yeah, she was. That's why there was an upside down cat with donuts there. Yeah, that part wasn't you. I mean, it was her messing with. Just I also had now. coffee, but like there was the upside down part. Yeah, that didn't really work out. You had a whole pseudo Zen thing going on in there. I see. And boats. He sort of nods appraisingly, and he opens up another one of his uh, desk drawers and pulls out a Bible, a Quran, a Torah, the Bhagavad Gita, the Poetic Eddas. Hmm. Also, it all took about five seconds, ten seconds, something like that. Yes, um, the understanding of time, it can be longer than it seems or less longer than it seems, as I understand it. Vague. Very vague. Ah, my hand feels all marshmallowy now. Yeah, his fingers probably twitch a little bit from the jump. So, important thing. What did you learn about me that you could use to affect me? What do you mean by affect you? You seem torn. Black. Very, that was a very uh, suspicious way to phrase that. Well, okay, <laughs> hear me out. Uh, in there... You had some fancy decision-making process that happened to involve boats, and I, I'm gonna assume is kind of was an altruism versus take your cash cow situation. Um, Sounds like in enough. Layered metaphor, and you know, just since you had already voiced verbally to us that you were interested in doing the right thing, and that therefore was a right thing to do, kind of steered you towards the direction of more altruism in there. Yeah, it seems like you're, uh, you are, uh, I don't know, for, for lack of better terms, kind of mired in guilt. No, I don't uh, know if we you brain have, hacked you or what. You have activated the trait mired in guilt D8. Only you may use it, he may not. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, like, if we, like, brain hacked you into feeling better that direction. I can't say, and I'm not sure if I'm ruining it by talking about it out loud. Either way. Yeah, we we tried to tell you to do the right thing, and then you kind of self-destructed. Well, if it helps, I don't feel any more resolve than I had before. Yeah, that seems kind of the thing. That's 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 kind of what happened in the vision. As I understand it from what uh, my lead scientist, Kostya, tells me, it's mostly for understanding someone rather than changing them. Okay, cool. Okay. that See, now that makes a lot of things clear. The, cross the brain hack off the list of options, and we're back at just kind of like knowing some various religious symbology uh, and your... What was the fancy term? What did you throw out? I'm sorry? No, the guy in something in guilt. Mired? Oh yeah, mired in guilt. Yeah, yeah. that one. Let's see. Did you see anything else in there? Mm, boats, island, weird gross Tentacles. thing you're mired in. That was trying to strangle you. Two tickets. Oh, they were for the boats. All for one and one for all. She gives like an arm pump with it. Tentacles? Yeah, I think that was the... I think that was the goo that was miring you, that guilt. Yeah, it was like under... It was like an island. It was was underneath all the sand. You had glowy eyes. And yeah, the tentacles were around you. You had kind of a... You had a Jacob Marley thing going on. But like... Gooier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I know what that might be. Like, I assume that was guilt, but I mean, you, you could have like a, is that, is that like, if I, if I go, if I get near deviant art, like if I get near search history, am I going to find anything weird on deviant art? 
Well, it's actually funny you mention. He pulls out his phone and he's- Oh my god, I did not need to hear about your horny on me. (laughs) He he scrolls through and you can see over his shoulder that there is one voice message that, uh, that he has opened but is not deleted. He sets it to speakerphone and puts it on the table, and um, he presses the button to turn it on. And you can hear, uh, uh, "Hello, this is this is uh, this is Doctor Thomas from the from the Mercy Hospital, and I'm afraid that I'm afraid we're giving you about six months to live, Mister Palazzo. Um, we have some oh. counseling services we can recommend for you, but otherwise, just give me a call to see how to move forward with your quality of life. Thank you." Oh, you know, that was okay. That, you know, the one other thing I did see in there, um, I looked up, I looked up where we were on Google maps and it said purgatory on the brink. Yeah. Yeah. Lymphoma is a bitch, man. It's hard to handle a terminal diagnosis. It really is. Yeah. But you know, the funny part, what probably wouldn't have called you if I weren't about to die. Everything for a reason, huh? Well, it does explain a lot. Uh, but Hey, you don't have to worry about your diet anymore, right? Yeah, well, I got no family, so I figure what better inheritance than giving humanity its future back. Pepper's not saying anything, but her shit-eating grin has turned to this, like, soured, pursed lips. In fact, he reaches into the desk again, pulls out another equally large wad. Let's make it 20. Alright. I mean... Five each, nice round number. Can you with you? <laughs> but, dourness aside, we're here for the now. By the way, all of you have received, uh, all of you have found the asset on him. Not much time left, D8. You in? Take back the yeah. world? I was in yeah. before, but Let's, yeah, this seems cool. It's just damage. Everyone deserves a second well, chance. <laughs> Agreed. What about you? You I'm look- for your four myself. You look hurt somehow. Not, not that you, Pepper. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just keep paying and it's fine. Doesn't inspire confidence, but works for me. Now then, let's get you folks kitted out. And that's where I'm going to call an end to the session. Cool. Sure. All right. Did everyone have a decent time? Oh, yeah. Premise intriguing. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It, was, it was neat. I had fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good Good tone. We were definitely exploring the whole way through, but yeah, I'm like, what's presenting? Yeah. There will be a few small differences between the way we played this and uh, the way we'll play the other rounds, but that's mostly how you play leverage. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, we still got to work out some uh, some specialties and distinctions, but yeah. yeah. You, can, you can do flashbacks to establish those and we got a plot point as normal. Cool. What uh-huh. was the dude's name again? Tyler Palasico. I can type that in the chat later if you like. Yeah, that'd be great. That sounds like a Greek name. I believe it. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I have to look it up. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I went to a friend of mine who lives in California. I was like, what's the tech bro name you can think of? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked it. I had like a lot a of fun just walking around in the dream world. I'm glad. Totes. All right. So, any questions about how it's run, about the the campaign going forward, about the rules? Um, I don't think majorly. Like the rules, I'm still like relatively light on, but it also seems simple, not too complicated either. And I'm yeah. sure anything will come up in context. To be honest, the lion's the lion's share of the rules, the lion's share of the rules is on my end. Yeah, yeah. I figure. And the establishment job run, or the uh, yeah, the the recruitment job runs a lot different than the other jobs. Yeah. Um. So we'll probably have more questions in the second game. Yeah, and I, I can uh I can type some of the differences in the chat later. But you got nothing else then? I suppose that'll be good night, Internet. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good all- Yeah. <laughs> don't let oh. the brain bugs bite. <laughs> or do, or do be horny on main. We don't care. <laughs>